This is the Water Boys podcast presented by Crossing Broad. Hello, everybody. I am Coach Gary. With me, as always, Mr. Kyle Pagan. We got a lot to talk about. First, let me lead off my softball debut, Medford Lake softball debut. I went four for six, had three RBIs, rocked a double. Um, I went 0 for 2 in the first game, though. It was brutal. I swung at the first pitch. I started I had to take a pitch. Um, but your boy's back. I'm, I'm hitting, I didn't hit any dingers, but I put some frozen ropes out there. I got to ask you about your exit velo. Okay. Uh, you know what? The first two. Well, so let's let's go bat at bat by at bat here. Ready? First at bat, swing at the first pitch, put a good charge in it, warning track power, pop. So it's now second at bat. I chased one way out of the zone, just pop up the shortstop. I'm like, all right, what am I doing here? Next game, I go out, rip like a nice, nice frozen rope into left field. Next at bat, leading off the inning, we're down two runs. I'm like, all right, we just got to get on base here. I top one to the third baseman. I chase Utley running out hard to first, beat Damn. out the throw, got the boys going. We put up six runs in the inning. We bat around. I get back up. I I walk and get back on base, wow. and then we the guy popped out. And then the next one, let's see, next at bat, that was my double. I hit that one in the left center. And I hit it. The guy didn't feel it right. I got second. I mean, I'm not overly fleet of foot if anyone's seen me. I'm a big boy. And then the rest, you know, they were all just routine, like, you know, bloop singles. But – Scored four runs as well, and the team's off to a two and zero start. That's we awesome, man! I'm really we happy. Double for headers. You. I didn't know. I didn't know that. It was a lot of oh. a lot of softball. Yeah, you 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 don't think you uh, you exert a lot of energy in softball? No. You do. And let me tell you something. I didn't know this was like a standard four outfielders for men's softball. Didn't yeah. know that was a standard. I guess it speeds the game up. Uh-huh. Not a lot of space. If you're if you're hitting if you hit the ball in the air, you got to hit it hard, or it's not getting down. But, How's the pace of play? Would Rob Manfred be happy with it? Oh, yeah. You know, it's a good pace of play. I also didn't know you could curve a softball slow pitch. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. These guys yeah, start at your hip and guys. bring it back. I'm like, that's wild. So, although, you know, look, I'm a professional hitter. I hit all three fields. I didn't hit the third field this time. No left hand, no left hits this time. We have mm-hmm. batting practice before each game. I'm just going to make sure I start working on going the other way because it's just like taking candy from a baby out there. Robo umps? Yeah or nay? No, no. But there's, let me tell you something. Grown men, when they're losing in softball, get very upset with their own team because you umpire your own team. Okay. Yeah. So you umpire your own team. And like one guy, like one guy made a catch in left field and like he caught it, but it was like close to the ground. And then the guy threw it all the way back to me at first because the guy took off and we doubled him up and the guy's losing his mind at second base. He's like, why wouldn't you fucking say something? I'm like, ah, come on, man. Like, so you I, umpire your own team. Interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's a real, it's a gentleman softball out yeah. there, but. We'll talk about more about the State Farm Medford Lakes Mongos next week when we're we're four and zero. Let's talk about your town, your team, your sub seventy sixers. Not looking great. No, not looking great at all, and they're still leading. It's, the series. I, it's funny every time I bring the Sixers up to you, I can feel the energy of the podcast literally just go on a downward because it, it, it bothers you. I can tell it bothers you, and I I I don't like to dance on your grave because I'm a Sixers fan. I just am not invested like you are. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's a catch 22 right now because it's like, hey, listen, like, you know, they come back from a three a zero deficit and, and we lose the series. It's like you're the first team to ever do that. You're going to be etched in history forever. It's going to stay with Joel and beats legacy for the rest of time. And then you're like, OK, if they lose three zero, Doc's gone. So it's kind of like, oh, man, what do I want? But it's also like, OK, Doc could also be gone if they lose to the heat in the second round. So it's kind of like, hey, let's just like let's just let's just see you know, what we can do, really. Um, Doc Rivers says we have another gear. Okay. I don't know what that gear is. I don't know if that gear is DeAndre Jordan. I don't know if that gear is Isaiah Joe. Um, but I'll tell you what. I don't know what I, I don't know what Doc Rivers does anymore because he's supposed to be this master motivator. He's supposed to be this player's coach and everything. They've come out flat for the last two games, and I was okay. I was pissed off on Saturday about how flat they came out. I, I mm-hmm. just one thing you can do, and that's effort, and that's all you can do. You can show effort, and that's fine. And I understand Embiid was hurt. It's a two o'clock game on Saturday. Maybe some guys were partying. It's just it's just different than an eight o'clock game on on Saturday. And I think they win that game if it is. But okay. to come out yesterday. And be just as flat just makes zero sense where they're either giving up or doc. And Bede looks very, very tired. Well, like they went they went at him for six straight possessions. I have and to he, say he couldn't defend. I have to say, like, I feel like these like I've heard it with multiple series now. It's like, oh, these guys are just burnt out now. And it's like, if this is gonna be a thing that just like keeps coming up, when are we gonna just talk about shortening the season? Because no one cares about the regular season. Do we really care? 
it seems like all we care about is what the awards are going to be, and then we get into the postseason where everyone cares. Like, again, let's just shorten the season. These seasons are way too long. What did you make of what are you going to let me of, answer that? Or were you just, yeah, you no, just, go ahead. Was that yeah. Hey, if it was rhetorical, yeah. it was rhetorical. That's fine. No, you me. can, if you want to shorten the season, you in for that. I would, I would shorten it to like 63, but like yeah. this season wasn't as bad. Last season was terrible. Last yeah. season. I remember there was, I think you count on yeah, one hand memorable games. Yeah. But it's also interesting because I think me and you could probably agree. Big hockey guy. The strike shortened season was one of the most fun seasons I've ever had. Mm-hmm. You like you you said you liked the sixty game baseball season because it was a sprint and every game yeah. just had so much magnitude Great. to it, right? Like in in the forty two game hockey season, if you lost back to back games, that's like being on a six game losing streak. It was brutal. So, mm-hmm. and then they had the tw- the the season. The NBA started on Christmas Day. It was a lot of fun because it was like almost like a marathon to the end. It was like what sixty some games. And I was more into that one. Um, but it's 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 definitely frustrating. I, I can't I don't listen to the radio right now because that's what they're talking about. And it's over. It's overshadowing what I want to talk about, which is the NFL draft. And we will talk about the NFL draft with Zach Berman later in the episode. But general feel, what do you make of the uh, Embiid saying a hard needs to be more aggressive? Do you think that was a motivation thing? Do you think there's a riff there? Do you think it's a no, it's a net nothing story? Yeah, I would go more net nothing. I'm trying to think if he's ever been really good at using the media to get his messaging across. And I, I, I think you could probably just say right in the middle. I'm, I'm trying to think of anything he's ever done where it was like, this is Joel just kind of using the media. I feel like he usually uses more of Twitter to mm-hmm. uh, to kind of uh, mold his story. Um, he's not very good at the spoken word in general. And I'm sure there's a little bit of a language gap there for him. Since, you, know. you, could, you could also say like, do you want... James Harden to take more shots. Yeah, well, he's not been impressive. <laughs> like, he has no lift on his jumper from three. He can't get to the basket. He can't get over guys. I mean, he went to the basket yesterday, and Precious Achua and I think uh, uh, Ananubi. Wait, 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 there's a guy named Precious Achua? Oh, do you do you want to know what his... his? Uh, <laughs> That's the worst name I've ever heard. <laughs> his brothers and oh sisters, their, their names are even better. Oh, yeah, Hold let me one hear this. second why I pulled this up. <laughs> I mean, you can't be naming your son Precious. Oh, it's it's wonderful. It's God's gift to Chua. It's promise to Chua. Uh-huh. It's God's will to Chua. It's peace to Chua. And then there's Grace to Chua. Oh, <laughs> Poor goodness. Grace. Nah, Grace is a good name. It's a classic name. It's a great name, but I mean, when you have a name like when you have a name like God's will and God's gift, it's like, what the fuck did I do? I get Grace. I mean, Grace is beauty. I think at the end of the day, Grace was on the short list for a, gir- a girl's name. If we had a girl, <laughs> it's like uh, George Foreman naming all his all his sons like George the first, George the second, <laughs> yeah. and then he has a, a daughter named like Jill. Yeah, like, it's just, but it's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, um, make your point about Embiid's riff with the media now because of this. It sounds like. Sounds like the WIPs and 97.5s of the world were trying to make this out to be like a story when I think it's a it's net not, nothing. It's not. It's a net nothing to me because it's like, uh, like I understand they have to fill four hours of programming. Like you, they'll make anything into a story, but like it's kind of just like, hey, listen, I need the guy to shoot more. But do you really need the guy to shoot more? I don't know. Maybe you need, you know, Danny Green not to airball three and then the next possession down hit the front end of the rim, or maybe you need, you know, Tyrese Maxey to step up. I know he's James Harden, but Gary, he's not James Harden. Like he's he's a hamstringless James Harden, like and with that contract looming, that's forty seven million big ones or the mm-hmm. richest contract in NBA history if you want to extend them. So it's that's what scary. I that's kind of, kind of wanted to go there with you with this one. Like if you if you do blow a three zero lead, right, it would be a, it would be a, a major hurt to your pride, but it would also be a major awakening to the Sixers brass. Is it almost better for them to blow it and they understand that this team is in desperate need of a rehaul? Or, or an overhaul? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I think there's a couple things. This team needs needs dogs. They need like a Patrick Beverly. I would say they need a Jimmy Butler, but that would never work out. But like they just need like a Jay Crowder. Uh just like just like they would love Chris Paul. Chris Paul would be perfect for this team. Like just an, an asshole. A guy who's like, hey, we're gonna win this game on my back. Yeah. Or and Harden's or, never gonna be that. No, or we're gonna win this game, you know, I'm not gonna be, you know, offensively, but you know, I'll just shut my man down and I'll just be barking everybody's ear. I'll get everybody pumped up. It just, they kind of slog through the motions. Now, another thing is like going back to like the Thibel vac status. I wonder if he was actually not included in that deal because of the vac status in Brooklyn at the time. 
I think we talked about that at one point when the like, earlier on in the podcast, one of the first iterations of the uh, of the two I think we talked about that because they were already down two. Pl- they would have been down two players at home every single game, and I think maybe maybe we didn't do it on the podcast. Maybe we just brought it up on the phone. But I remember me and you talking about this. So it's like. You know, does Seth go because Thibault's not vaccinated? Or does Drummond go because Thibault's not vaccinated? Maybe Drummond was a throw-in, or maybe Seth was even the throw-in. But, like, this, these are two guys that would be great. Like, I know we did the Paul Reed victory tour. It was really funny when Doc said we're not doing the Paul Reed victory tour. We all love Paul Reed. Paul yeah. Reed sucks. Like, Paul Reed is just not a good player. <laughs> and, like, maybe one day he'll be a good tries player. Really hard, though. But, yeah, he tries really, really hard. But, like, he's just he's, he dribbled off his foot at the end of the game last. last like, I've just, done that. I've done that too, but I'm also not making millions and millions of dollars. It's just oh, is Paul Reed know, making millions of dollars? I'm sure he's making it. Uh, he's second round pick, so maybe he's making you know up there the league minimum, maybe around yeah, six seven fifty. Maybe it you know increases as the uh, contract goes on. You know, I take uh, that for a year a too. If you're oh, listening, Kyle yeah. Scott, yeah, six hundred thousand for a year. I'm in. Um, so it's kind of like that. It's like he just he looks lost under the basket. Um, you know, he can't really shoot from sixteen feet out. Plus, like. Unless he's wide open, has five seconds to to get the ball and go through his motions. Like, yeah, he's just he's just not a backup big. And and it, and this is the last point I have is you know Daryl really struck out at the uh, at the buyout market. Yeah, like, really struck out. He and did. I, I was wondering this, and I I'm just I think I'm just in full fledged conspiracy theory, like um Stephen A. Smith, and and think that James Harden's throwing the uh, series oh, to Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. So yeah. before you keep going, Stephen Smith is now the Alex Jones of ESPN. <laughs> like he he is like he's yeah. that was wild. Yeah. It's kind of awesome that they just let him go off. Yeah. Like he just goes I mean, off like like you can't say that a lot of times when you're like an NBA partner and you can't like accuse somebody, especially when you're like there's gambling involved in these. and everything. Yep. You can't accuse somebody of like throwing games. But it's Stephen A. Smith and he's kind of just like he's the court jester of ESPN. He's making 10 million dollars a year. Let me tell you something. He's lucky Elon Musk bought Twitter because he might have gotten banned, shadow banned, or, or thrown off with the former president because of misinformation spreading. So back to my conspiracy theory just real quick. <laughs> yeah, let me hear um, it. You know how people were really pissed off about Daryl and uh, and Michael Rubin and James Harden yeah. in uh, kind of like collusion a little bit? I wonder if a couple of GMs or owners didn't buy out their guys just to stick it to Daryl. I mean, it was a, it was a very petty. weak. He's he's not overly enjoyed in the league, right? People dislike. He's him. not enjoyed by the league. He's not enjoyed by a lot of GMs. I know a lot of he's he's in a way he's kind of Howie Roseman. You know how he will uh-uh. call, yeah, everybody. If there's a player that he thinks could be disgruntled, or or he'll call on, hey, you know, what's Lamar Jackson up to? What do you how you guys feeling? Blah blah blah. Yeah, Daryl's kind of the same way. Except Daryl's the guy in your fantasy football league who wants to trade you. Yeah, uh, third string running back for Debo Samuel. So go, oh, you want Debo? I'll throw you yeah. uh, Adrian Peterson and an injured Chris Ivory. Ex- you're exactly right, and that's yeah. like that's and that's the rumor that like Daryl has always kind of been like. Maybe yeah, he's grown but out I of it. But the one thing that you, you pull the comparison to Howie, Howie still finds a way to get deals done, which has always been interesting to me. He always he always seems to be wheeling and dealing. Um, if they do blow this lead, <laughs> is the Ben Simmons trade a failure now because the best availability is availability in my opinion that's what I'm okay. going to tell to people how, hey, avail- how available has he been uh James Harden or Ben James Harden because he's kind of stunk the entire time we got him like the he first had three seven games for 16 game we had that seven for 16 game okay had them back cool. in game three we wouldn't be huh. here without him in game three yeah I mean um <laughs> newsflash I haven't he watched that first of this he had that first five games of the of, of his trade <laughs> yeah. that was fun I remember yeah. that yeah. um so right now the series for the for the Raptors to win is uh, plus five forty. Uh, you're a stooge if you haven't put any money on that. So after we get off this uh, podcast, me and you're gonna conversate mm-hmm. on how much we want to throw down on that because that's just that's just too much. Couple couple two three G's. Um, yeah. I don't really have that to be thrown around. I got a kid. Um, here's the other thing. Now you had this article up today, Jay Wright, not ruling out an NBA run. Mm-hmm. Now let's take this. Now let's do our full the turn in the frogs gay take here. Is Daryl Morey know that he can bring Jay Wright in, so he's gonna blow this lead on purpose, and he's gonna go and land the great white whale and bring Jay Wright home. Good to see you're the Stephen A. of this podcast. You're like, you yeah. know, you just, I feel like you just believe in the D- Daryl Morey and James Harden conspiracy theories that we got to get Doc out of here. Oh, let me tell you something. And and here's the thing. And I don't want anyone to think this is disingenuous. I love. 
anytime the Sixers can just be kind of hilariously, I, I still want them to win. But if any, if they can just be in the news as a joke, I will, mm-hmm. I will eat that up because mm-hmm. I just think the you're NBA right. in total is funny. No, you're right. It's it's this league. It's it's the best reality show in sports. It is um, for now because the N- the NFL is coming for that ass. Yeah, they are. Christmas Day is the first one. What uh, what was the question, real quick? I don't remember. Oh, oh, Jay Wright. You bring Jay Wright home. He didn't rule out an NBA like that. That's awesome that he didn't rule out like going to the NBA. And it wouldn't surprise me if we get a couple of reports. You know, maybe we maybe we lose the series April thirtieth and yeah, you know, May May seventh. WIP caller take. Here's the call. They lose. <laughs> he doesn't have to move. He stays yeah. in his home that he's always been in for the last few years. He understands the city. We would hate Jay Wright by the All Star break because they'd that's, be like, "All right, like that's interesting." If 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 like if he doesn't work out here, like what's his legacy in Philadelphia? Yeah. If he's smart, he just like takes the Duke job when Coach K comes back and then has back spasms to death and he can't continue to coach. He goes and goes for a real blue blood. You know, there's going to be a rumor out there that's like, "Hey, my buddy Sully was doing roofing at Jay Wright's house." Yeah, and I saw Elton Brand get out of the car. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know, Jay Wright to the Sixers. Yeah, Jay Wright to the Sixers is an all time would be all time. I'm I'm for it. I'd I don't watch, know. A I'd watch can't a half even, of basketball for that. <laughs> guy can't even handle the NIL. Can he handle professional players? <laughs> is that what he said? He was done because of the NIL. That's my rumor. Okay, that's fair. I mean, it's not a Philly school, so it's tough to sell you know rural Pennsylvania on anybody. Well, yeah, I mean, if Villanova doesn't have a good basketball program, they might as well be having for college. Yeah, all they have left is. Brian Westbrook at that point in highlights. That's true. Brian Name Westbrook one and other famous. Oh wait, Howie Long went there. Yeah, Who's did I just cuck you on that? Sorry, Howie Long, uh, o- Oakland uh, Raider. He went to Villanova. He went to Villanova. Yeah, I did not know that. Yep. Yeah, that surprises me. I had a joke at some point, but I can't remember what it was. If it comes back, I'll bring it up. Um, final take on the Sixers. Are you upset about? Or how upset are you? Because I can, like I said at the top, you can tell it was the Embiid. The MB MVP talk really brought it down early mm-hmm. in the podcast. Now, this seems to be – I feel bad for you because I understand what it's like to be invested. The Sixers – I mean, the Eagles do it to me weekly. and I mean, I'm watching the Mets right now. Last night was elation, but, you know, there's, there's always tomorrow. And it's it just seems like the Sixers are just destined to be terrible in the playoffs anymore. Well, if they blew a 3-0 lead, where would this rank – in terms of everything that's happened during the process, Kyle, that's it's funny that you're bringing this up because we might have to transition to our new segment, top five. But where would it where would it go into the whole? I mean, the process they were they were trying to lose. I don't think they're trying to lose here, unless I consider this all the process though. Like until they win a title oh, okay. and or Embiid leaves, this is all the process to me. Are you? It would be uh, Markel Fultz one, Colangelo's two. This if Ben like Simmons isn't one, you're insane. Well, I guess Ben Simmons, three, four, top three. Those would be the top Calangelo, three. The Calangelo was bad. Um, this would be like top, this would be top five, like, and maybe we get the Zaire Smith peanut allergy in there. Oh, my God. The fact that they traded Zaire Smith, it was what, Mikel Bridges, who would have been a nice piece on this team? Uh, he's what an all-defensive NBA Ironman. What a joke. Um, before we, sw- we get, we'll get the top five. We're going to do top five uh, collapses in sports history for everyone who's go, watching. Just segue into top five. You just want to go right in the top five? Because I was going to say right Ben Simmons is a pure asshole. Go on. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to continue <laughs> to talk about Ben? I do. I do want to hear five? Yeah, I just think it's completely wild. This guy either has zero self-awareness or the worst PR staff in the world to show up to games and wear the most outlandish outfits when you're not playing for no reason. Like, I, look, look, So today, he, I saw the tweet from you today. His mental issues are causing back issues. Now, hold on a second. I want to take everyone back. I battle with anxiety. I have um, a very tight back and I would get, I would get this, like it would almost feel like someone's turning my muscle and it would, I would get like pins and needles down my left arm. And I was like, Holy shit, I'm having a pat. I'm having a heart attack, which given my weight is possible. Right? So on top of it, like, and then you already have the anxiety compounds and compounds and compounds and compounds. So I can kind of level with him from there. So that's kind of the angle, but I'm going to just turn heel. Now he's an asshole. He's just an asshole. I know he is this guy. All he has ever wanted to do was be rich and famous. And basketball was just a mean to get to that. That's all it is. All he wants to do is be rich and famous and have sex with the Kardashians, which you can't do anymore because Devin Booker cucked them. I think I got that right. 
Yeah, I mean, there was a couple guys in between, but maybe there wasn't. Sure. I don't know. Who knows? I think, uh, yeah, whatever. I think there was a Hadid kid in there. You, you, but I'm speaking, I'm speaking gibberish to you right now. You don't, you don't <laughs> yeah, know what I'm talking know. about. Um, I was surprised you weren't excited when I dropped the D'Amelio uh, fact on you a couple weeks ago. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. I did not, I did not react well to that one yeah. as I should have. Um, fuck, what was I gonna say? Uh, the whole Ben Simmons situation, and you, you alluded to this when we were talking. Um, but I really do think there is a job out there for somebody who is just a normal person in someone's yeah. crew. I've said this a thousand times, and I mean, you've talked about this, and this is, I think it started with the Carson Wentz thing. I could just be his guy yeah, and be like, look, dude, I just put me in your circle. I'll, I'll make sure you don't do anything stupid. Let's go back to the, the famous Jeffrey Lurie quote, emotional intelligence. EQ mm-hmm. is a real thing. Emotional intelligence is a real thing. I always score really high on my EQ test for work. So I think I just like kind of get it. Um, just like I would have been like, hey, Ben, why don't we just throw on some, I mean, why don't we throw some warm ups instead of the end of the bench? Like, mm-hmm. just take it easy. Just like Kyrie Irving, let's opt out and get you to Utah. Get you out of the, <laughs> out of the mainstream. Go do whatever the hell you want out there. If you want to, you don't want to play. Like, him and Ben Simmons are the two best people in the world being uh, not showing up to work. Yeah. And still getting paid. I envy them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, they, they so should be jealous of them. But going back to your your thing about uh, just having emotional intelligence, like like everyone should have like a, a you in their crew. Like, yeah, like you need a guy who makes like sixty thousand dollars a year who like has bills, has a mortgage, has a family or has yep. like kids and stuff where it's like like you exactly said, where it's like, hey, how we throw some a black sweater and jeans on and we go yeah. sit around on the end of the bench. Let's if you want to wear, wear something orange. flashy, throw it on your shoes. Yeah. Like a nice that, pair of shoes if that's what you want to do. A nice like, watch. The team is black and, and he's wearing like purple and orange. And then he was a full green suit and he's got those, you know, uh, Chris, uh, remember the, the Fossil Man from yeah. the World Series of Poker who won the World Series of Poker back in the day? He's got the Fossil <laughs> yeah. Man glasses on. It's just you like. You go to the Academy of Natural Sciences. You could buy the glasses that had the snake eyes in it. That's what it looked yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, even with the situation in Philadelphia where it's like, hey, Ben, man, how about we, like, don't do an offseason video today? How about, yeah. how about we, we just kind of let the workout speak for itself? Like you know what you know what Jalen Hurts did a really good job of this year sucking in the playoffs and not showing up anywhere. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, hopefully he's just working, and we haven't heard a word from him. So maybe he just gets it. Maybe, I think Jalen Hurts, huge EQ guy, huge EQ. Guy. Oh, he huge gets it. EQ. But he's been but he's been through it. He's been I through know. it before. Um, I'm just saying. I think emotional intelligence is one of the hardest things to judge, and I think the people who are emotionally intelligent are the most valuable people to have around you. Common sense. It's key. Yeah. It's 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 key. Let's do um let's do these top five sports collapses of all time because I know we have a couple. You're gonna have one that's gonna make me angry. I know that, and because I this is affiliate sports podcast. It's coming up. I'll start. I'll take one because I'm not. You're not gonna take this one from me. My favorite one of all time was always be the Yankees 04 falling away three nothing to the Red Sox. Um, if you're a Mets fan, there's kind of like an unshaken or unspoken about handshake agreement between you and Red Sox fans hmm. that. We just we, we have a very, very, very common enemy that we hate more than anyone in the world. Like, I hate the Yankees more than any team in the world. The Phillies don't even come close to what I hate the Yankees for. In 2009, I was all fillied up because I don't want the Yankees to get their 20, whatever it was. Would have been, like, what, 28th? Yeah, I don't need that happening to me. No, they got it, though. Um, but, yeah, it's all-time embarrassing. The curse of the Bambino against the team he was sold to. It's just the be- it's the best. And the greatest 30 for 30 of all time, four days in October. It's, it's one of the coolest stories and it's a city that I truly care about because I went to school there, but like Boston Red Sox coming back. Oh, three to the Yankees. My favorite sports class of all time. I was a big bandwagon jumper. And I told you I, I, a big uh, yeah bandwagon. Yeah. Who jumper. Be? We got Tessie out of it. Um, no, but I was a Yankees fan. Ew. I love Jeter. I love Mariana. I love Passat. I love Bernie you, Williams. I love Paul O'Neill. In the meme, you're a Duke and Yankee fan. Yeah. Yeah, like, I was about to say, yeah. Cowboy fan too? No, no, no. My father yeah. was a cowboy fan, but I, uh, I yeah, no, it was weird. Yeah, you know what? I'm okay with him not being here now. Yeah, me too. I'm glad he's six <laughs> feet under. Um, so I was a Yankee fan. So that actually, like, actually ruined my day. Um, I actually vote. I actually rooted for the Yankees in '09 because Ew. they won it in '08. So it's like recent. But because I was also, oh. I love you know me. I love chaos. So I was like, I was like the asshole in uh. In in school, like the day after they uh, they won the World Series, the the Yankees, I wore like a Yankees two thousand and nine World Series uh, champion. You're you're lucky it's Twitter so didn't exist because there probably would have been just like pictures of you at the Phillies parade. Then the next year you celebrating the Yankees, you would have been like uh, Drake. You were Drake for a yeah, year. Yeah, it, it was on Facebook. 
Yeah. Good for you. It was you. on Facebook somewhere. Way to lean into it. What do you I got? Know. Go ahead, do it. Just get it. Uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sa- save some. Um, the twenty-eight-three to Super Bowl. Mm, that is a good collapse. I mean, everyone remembers it. It's a, it's a where were you moment. Matt Ryan's legacy is completely, totally different if he wins that. It was Tom Brady's revenge game uh, because he was suspended. Uh, for those four games in the earlier season, and he still had better numbers than Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan won the MVP. Um, the Edelman catch, mm. Lady Gaga jumping off the stadium. That oh was an all that was, that was the awesome best halftime time. performance of all time. And then Goodell having to give the uh, the Super Bowl to to the Patriots is, is just an all time. If you're like a revenge guy like I am, like yep. you'll appreciate that. Whether you're an Eagles fan, whether you're a Jets fan, whether you're a Bills fan. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. It and it is an all timer. Like it's absolutely an all timer, and it's, it's frustrating because it validated the city at the time that just refused to stop winning. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna dance on their graves a little bit, and I'll bring up that Flyers 2010 Stanley Cup run when they went, um, they were down, well, they were down 0-3 to the Bruins, and then they were losing Game Seven like three nothing, and still came back and won. Special moment, prom night. Everyone, everyone's heard about it on prom. We were we were at prom just checking checking the scores while we were <sighs> ripping it up the shots by LMFAO. What a iPhone. Or we're talking like flip phone probably back I, then, right? I think I had a BlackBerry. Okay. All right. One of the rich kids. I th- maybe I didn't have a BlackBerry. No, it would have been senior year because I went to UMass with a BlackBerry. So, yeah, I had a BlackBerry. Because I used to get the text messages on the flip phone when yeah. people would score. Oh, wait. You to, but you had, had to go through phone. the ESPN to set it up. You had to yeah, like say yeah, your favorites. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you want the first half? Did you want the full game? Did you want every score? Did you want every chance? Like So – did you ever just go notification crazy early on in the notification yes. world? I just had every time someone scored every in the team. NFL, I got an update. Every, wait, every like, time? Every, te- every team. I just knew That's the wild. scores at all times. And people would be like, where's Gary? He knows the score. And I did. But my I, I felt like Adam Schefter for a day. My phone wouldn't stop going off. But it was just din in it din in it Yep. It was absurd. It, Although I bet you Adam was, Schefter has that as his ringtone. <laughs> it was wild. Like I, I think we all went pretty notification crazy. That's even more crazy. I kept it more to the uh, regional Philadelphia yeah. area and my Duke Blue Devils. Um, How much money did you spend on ringtones? <laughs> not a big ringtone guy. No, a lot you of would. Um, nah, you would record it. Yeah, and then put okay, it in your ringtone. You, you were you were a lot more tech savvy than I, and I would just spend my mom's money. I, I like having the apps now, but it, it was nice to get text messages, especially when you were like it a was. single loser in high school and they're not talking yeah, to any girls cool or anything. And it was like, like, <laughs> oh. like Kyle's and, on his phone. Like he's just he's just texting like seven three nine seven nine right now. Free nights um, and weekends. Yeah, my uh my third one, my second one, my second one. Uh, I just know that you're not gonna have any of these, uh-huh. uh, so I'm just gonna do this one. Brazil in 2014 World Cup. Okay. Remember that seven one loss to Germany. Oh, I do. Well, you know, I'm a Germany sports fan, so yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're uh, no, don't say it. Um, um, don't look that up, please. Um, basically like Brazil losing to Germany in the world cup is like the USA losing like a hundred to like 50 against Spain and like Madison square garden. It's on Brazilian turf. Yes. This was, was this the final match too? No, this was the semifinal. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember the final. Cause this was the Neymar, like he's going to finally be crowned moment. Right. But Neymar got hurt in the game before. Remember he almost like, yeah, but that was the memes year, right? Where he was just like, everyone was just had Neymar rolling all over the place. That was 2018. Okay. Okay. Right. A lot of lot of Neymar yeah. going on. Yeah. I'm so this excited the for the one, World Cup. Do you remember the remember the old guy <laughs> holding and embracing the the fake World Cup, and it became like the Jordan meme for like the Brazilian. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So like that was that meme. Um, Dude, the World Cup's the best. It's it is awesome, and it sucks that's going to be in the winter time. That's okay. I'm still going to watch it. I think I told you if it was like Sunday night football and USA playing or Germany playing, I would watch. Oh, um, there's going to be a Black Friday game they're trying to do that may lead into the USA-England game. Oh, I'm taking Black Friday off. That's a real thing. And we're going somewhere. Okay. I don't know what, but I'm going to get drunk off my ass and do something. All right. Oh, we'll see. Drink Budweiser. Um, All right. My number three is Jordan Spieth at the Masters. Mm. Jordan Spieth at the Masters is a brutal one. I can't remember the exact year. I have it up here. Jordan Spieth at 2016 Masters had a five-stroke lead going into the wow. back nine. On 10-11, he goes four over par. That three-stroke lead, or five-stroke lead turned into a three-shot deficit, goes on to lose. It was like the most brutal. It was, it was terrible to watch. And then it, it basically gave Danny Willett 
the chance to win his only Masters, and that it's just like it was an absurd. It was when uh, he was he was about to be crowned as kind of like the next Tiger, and then that happened because he was on a winning streak. And then was that the final day? It was. It was a Sunday round. He was holding five strokes going into ten, and he lost by I think four strokes. Oh wow! It was bad. He quadruple bogeyed. He quadruple bogeyed eleven. He dunked it in the water twice in a row. I remember that. Yeah, it was bad. The I think it's the par five over water going in the aiming. I don't. I don't know. But it was bad. I remember which. Oh, I can't stop burping. I just know it was bad. Got to play bogey golf there, Jordan. Yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he could have just done that. <laughs> this is my favorite one I'm going to mm-hmm. pick. Um, you might remember this one. The 2007 Mets uh, collapse. I do um, remember that one. Yeah. Seven game NL East lead. Let me take you on a little journey on September 12th. J roll calls a shot. We get to the finale. Tom Glavin's on the hill. Future hall of famer. Tom mm-hmm. Glavin. Couldn't even get out of the first inning. Yep. Mets lose. Phillies don't win the World Series that year, but I'm 100% convinced it gave him the confidence to win next year. Gary, me, take it away. Yeah, let me compound this by making it even worse. I promised my mom I would go to the last Phillies game of the year with her that year. So I was it's in Citizens Bank Park while the Phillies were just – while the Mets were falling apart and the Phillies were about to go to the, the championship series. I mean, go to the playoffs. I'm sitting there. I'm like, this sucks. Like, Are you watching be, the out-of-town scoreboard? No, but you would be sitting there because, like, at the same time, you're getting wrapped up because, like, my mom's really excited. So I'm like, I promised I'd go with her. I'm like – I'm sitting there and like, it would be like nothing would happen. Someone hit a foul ball and then the stadium would erupt and that Met score would just keep updating. You're like, this is absurd. And then you got Brett Myers, you know, finally just beating up on batters rather than other people. Then he comes out here and starts spraying the fans. I got Ryan Howard running around. Luckily, I just, I didn't wear any, I mean, I wouldn't be the asshole showing up in Mets gear. If you are at a, if you were at a stadium and you're wearing gear of a team that's not playing, you're an asshole. Eh, I agree. I hate yeah. that. Hockey fans are the worst. Well, NFL fans are pretty bad with that. Though. Yeah. Like every once in a while, like you'll be watching a Phillies Mets game and there'll be some guy sitting there in like a pirate's outfit. Be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Who let you out of the sane asylum? But yeah, 2007 sucked. All right. Let's breeze through these. Warriors 3 1. The block. LeBron was likable at that time. He's winning it for Cleveland. Uh, best regular season team of all time. The epic collapse that led to KD deciding to join the Warriors and they win the next two. Okay, Steve Bartman, the 2003 Cubs game, Cubs series. Yeah. Brutal. They go on to lose. And then I only have one more. You go ahead. Well, the Marlins beat my Yankees that year, so I wasn't happy about that uh, either. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough time for you. Yeah, you know, the the, the early 2000s were tough. Um, and this one is, is, is probably my biggest collapse. Atlanta Hawks, Sixers, 3-1 last year. Oh, okay, that just, one. Just the domino effect it, it still has till this day is yeah. absolutely insane. So, so take a little journey with me. I'm going to say the Soviet Union losing to the to the United States in 1980. Nine years later, they go on to have the fall of their entire country. Uh, they lose one hockey game, and communism falls to the entire country. And now they're losing to Ukraine. Who defeated? Uh, who, who defeated communism first? Rocky or the or the USA hockey team? Oh, it's it's close to each other, but I think it's the USA hockey team. I like that. That's based story. on real events. <laughs> Oh man! Any Speaking, honorable mentions? Um, yeah, I actually had a couple. I I feel like if you're gonna bring things up, the 1986 World Series Red Sox. Okay. Um, when the Buckner game happened, remember the Mets would have lost that if the Mets would have lost the World Series if they had lost Game Six. When the Buckner play happened, you can say it in Once Upon a Time in Clean Queens, the thirty for thirty about it. Keith Hernandez says he's like, there's just no way we're losing Game Seven. Like that was it. They just lost mm-hmm. the World Series on that play when Mookie Wilson touched home plate. They won the World Series, and it was in Game Seven. I mean, it was in Game Six. Seven was a formality; it wasn't does, alive. I wish I was. Does Buckner get to the base? I don't know, but no one was covering. Him. He got screwed. There's a great. You know who does a great job of breaking it down? Jimmy Fallon in Fever Pitch. Just go watch that scene. He breaks it down really well. No one covered for him. Buckner would have never got to the play. <laughs> like, I thought you burned this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you hiding these? This isn't healthy. It's an underrated great movie. Um, yeah. And then I had uh, Greg Norman in 96 Masters. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That was awesome when we were four. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have any other good ones? Nah, Bryson DeChambeau at the 2022 Masters. That was fun. That was a good collapse after uh, this, this year. Yeah. After recording with Dude Perfect. We're getting a lot of run out of this Dude Perfect. Let's do a quick ASMR real fast for the people. Co-birds. Um, I sprayed beer all over myself. Um, let's talk about things that did happen in real events. Angel Hernandez has a job. 
Yeah, how about that? Can you believe – so we talked about this a little bit, and you had the tweet out pretty quick. Schwarber lost his mind, I think, was frustration. The Schwarber call I actually didn't think was too egregious. It was obviously a ball, but mm-hmm. you can kind of get away with it. The Segura one, though. Good Lord. <laughs> 2,600 calls Angel Hernandez has missed over the last seven seasons. Really? That's people wild. People don't want robo-umps. See, that's what I was going to ask you. Are you a robo-ump guy? Yeah. I, at this point, I'm all about making baseball just like – as. I just want it relevant because I love baseball and I just don't want it to go away. So whatever we have to do to keep it from like not going away, I'm in for. I've been to two Sunday games in my Sunday plan. I have seen zero uh, runs. You haven't seen a single run, not at one dinger. It was hit. It, Kyle, it's still not hitting season. So you're right. It was 59 yeah. on on Sunday. I've been to two games that were both in the 50s. It's absolutely miserable. <laughs> How much money you spend on beer at these games? Because I see you're getting into the craft beer game out there. Oh, he's been in the craft beer game, baby. I know, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm good for two. I'm good for okay. two. So I that's did, 18 bucks probably. I didn't, uh, probably 20. No, no, I, I think it's up to like sixteen ninety nine for craft, like 32 ounces. Um, I did a, I did such a cheap move the other day. Uh huh. I, I got to get a ruling on this from you. Sure. I brought food and water to the ballpark. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, what'd you bring in? Two sandwiches and two waters. What kind of sandwiches? Like, did you make Hoagies. that sandwich? Hoagies. Not just mm-hmm. hoagies I ordered. Oh, okay, that's fine. I was going to say, if you, like, brought a ham and cheese from home, then I would have caused you a crazy person. Yeah. I think it's okay to bring in a Wawa sandwich if you I'm want to. I'm still infusing the economy of Philadelphia, but I'm also taking yeah, away look, from dude, John Middleton. Everybody knows, we, like, inflation's going up. We got wars. We got a supply chain issue. Can't be spending $45 on a cheesesteak at Campos. That's true. I mean, and the funny thing is, I still probably, you know, between me, me and uh, Yoko, we still probably almost. Oh, almost how did Yoko up. enjoy the game? She a big Phillies fan. Yeah, a huge Phillies fan. Yeah, love that. She, you know, you know, we extras were on the line. She looks at me. We go, "Are we staying?" I said, "Yeah, we're staying." They put a guy on second. This game will not be going past the twelfth. Yeah. We're staying. You're we got crazy new person. tomorrow. Are you yeah. uh Are you a anti leave early guy? Used to be. I am not. Um, I yeah. I now get it. Uh, the the yeah. people behind me, oh, the wife and the and the husband were just going at it. Three kids, they couldn't shut up the whole game. Wife leaves, guy goes, we got to go. We can't stay for extras. Mom's been bitching for the whole day. The kid's like six <laughs> years old. I'm like, holy shit! I would Dude, never talk a, to my kid like that. You'll, nah, you'll you'd be surprised. Marriage can get to that point. You'll I you'll know. be surprised. Spend a lot of time with the same person. It, be surprised what you say. Sometimes you regret it. Um, That's true. I had a question for you. Speaking of pitchers, if you were a closer, what would be your like run out song? Ooh. Yeah. Can you go first? Yeah. So I've thought about this a lot. I have two options. I'm going to give you my favorite one first. I'd pick Amazing Grace. <laughs> okay. And I would Let's have elaborate. a video. I'd have a video too. So like the beginning of it would come on and I would just want like a shot of a camera in a grave looking up with dirt falling on it. And then all of a sudden it just has a, it has a tombstone that just says the ninth inning and then the door opens. I come running out right when the, when the drums come on too. That's awesome. Yeah. People will be crying in the grave and they won't let me do that. I pick wet ass pussy. (laughs) (laughs) So just imagine me opening the door and be like saying, get a bucket and a mop, some wet ass pussy. And I come rolling out, throwing gas. Those are my two choices. If I can't have Amazing Grace, I want wet ass pussy. And if I can't have him, I'm not pitching for the Phils. Nope, not playing. <laughs> I'll go back to the minors where they let me do whatever the fuck I want. Oh my god, how am I supposed to follow that, Gare? I've been thinking about that all day. That just I trying mean, to find a way to work it in. The video package, I think, is my favorite part. Like, yeah, I'm mean, just imagine like, listen. If you're sitting in the ninth inning, you're up by one and you amazing grace comes on. You're like, whoa, this game's over. I don't care yeah. who's. And you get a live bad pike band there, too. I'm sure the members will come out. Dude, you got you got dirt being thrown on the grave of like. Just the like ninth the, inning. The just perceived says, batter. Like, yeah. 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 The whole the whole stadium goes into mourning for a minute. <laughs> I just emerge. I want. You uh, would have your own fan there. section where they would wear, yeah. they would wear like all black. They would call it the wake. Oh, oh my God! We should go into writing. We should just go yeah. into writing TV. We could we could bring baseball back, grow the game. Have you Eastbound and Down could probably do a whole series about this. We could probably Damn. do a whole season of Eastbound and Down with this. Kenny Powers would be good at doing Amazing Grace. I'm not giving my song just because I don't have a song. Slash, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to walk all over this 
beautiful yeah. idea that you've had. Yeah, but I also think wet ass pussy would be a very fun oh, one as well. It'd be wonderful. Okay, so other major news this week, we have what's called the NFL Draft. Kind of getting a little bit overshadowed, so really we is. bring in my favorite insider in the entire world. I mean the entire world. You're talking sports. You're talking politics. You're talking Zach Berman of The Athletic. Let's get right over to Zach and talk some Eagles offseason and draft with Zach Berman. All right, we've got Eagles reporter at The Athletic, author of Gary and I's favorite book, Underdogs, The Philadelphia Eagles, Emotional Road to the Super Bowl Victory, now on Amazon, and Gary's son's Eagles godfather, which you Mm -hmm. agreed to last time you came on. I don't know if you remember that. Zach Berman joins the show. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, I, I'm I glad you guys are doing well. You, every time I, I I come on, you guys get bigger and bigger. So well, it's, it's, yeah. it's nice to be on. <laughs> the two-year hiatus helps. <laughs> a year and a half hiatus helps. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, we have you on. We want to talk draft. That's all we want to talk about with you. We can go a hundred kind of different ways for the draft, but I think I want you to tell me what you would do at 15, and then we'll kind of just like take it from there. Does that seem cool? Sure. You know, it it's hard to say what I would do at 15 because it, it obviously depends what happens with the first 14 picks. And, and and that might seem like an obvious statement to make, but but really when you look at it, it it all swings on the quarterbacks in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If if two quarterbacks go in the top 10, let's say Carolina takes a quarterback. Let's say Atlanta takes a quarterback. Let's say Seattle takes a quarterback, right? If if quarterbacks go in the top 10, someone is is going to fall to you at 15 and you should stay there. If the quarterbacks don't go early, right? If Carolina doesn't take a quarterback and Atlanta doesn't take a quarterback, um, and you have nine players off the board who are, let's say, edge rushers, um, safety, you know, uh, Kyle Hamilton, then all of a sudden, Howie needs to be active and he doesn't want to be in a situation like he was in in 2014 where they targeted six uh, players and and none of them dropped, and then he's 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 left scrambling. So. You need to be nimble based on how the board's going. And in that case, you try to trade up to 10 or you try to trade up even to say eight, whatever it may be. So it it it, it depends how the draft is going. I I think that there are players who I would identify as trade-up candidates, right? Uh, if Kayvon Thibodeau's falling, they should trade up. If mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton's falling, they should trade up. If Derek Stingley's falling, they should trade up. There's players who I would say are right in that sweet spot at 15 who you could argue maybe you trade up a pick or two if you have to. Jordan Davis is someone who I think the Eagles are going to like. I think makes sense for them. Uh, and I think they could potentially get him at 15. But if you're afraid that Minnesota takes him or you're afraid that Baltimore takes him, then you're trying to trade up to 12 or 11 to land him, right? So yeah. that's 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 kind of my quick overview of those first 15 picks. What, what would you put the percentage at of a quarterback not going till 20? Because it's been – you know, it seems okay. like it seems like a quarterback needy team in Pittsburgh would make a lot of sense at twenty sure. to take one, and the, all the other ones would you would consider to reach based on their talent. But we all know quarterback talent kind of pushes them up the board because of the need for them. Do you think there's any chance there's no quarterback off the board to the, in the first twentieth picks, first twenty picks? Oh, I think there's a chance. Now, I mean, this isn't considered a good, great quarterback class. I don't believe that's going to happen. Quarterbacks tend to get pushed up, and I, I think 2014 is is an apt is an apt example because, uh, you know, for instance, I've heard comparisons to 2013, which was a bad quarterback class. EJ Manuel was the first quarterback taken there, um, but I look at 14 just because of the of the unknown. If if you recall, Blake Bortles goes early that year, then the Eagles thought Johnny Manziel was going to go before them. Manziel doesn't go before them, and that's why they didn't get the guys that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think there's a chance, but there are too many teams that need quarterbacks. And I think the upside of Malik Willis, I, I think the the readiness of Kenny Pickett, I really like Desmond Ritter. I wouldn't be surprised if, if there's a team in the, in the NFL that wants to get Desmond Ritter in the first round. And I don't think all these teams are going to wait until the twenties. Usually if, if in, in my experience covering the league quarterbacks rise, they don't fall. And so I would think a quarterback goes in the first 20 picks. Gut feeling, is there any chance the Eagles take a quarterback Thursday night? Thursday night? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> no. That was that two picks really... that could move back. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would. I mean, that would really surprise me. Now, I would never say never, right? I mean, they they scouted these guys, they did their due diligence. It's it's not like they're totally committed to Jalen Hurts being the long term answer. But I think if they like the quarterbacks this year enough that they 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 wouldn't have traded out, right? They they would not have made that trade with the Saints. I think in that case they would have positioned themselves to move up, right? Um, because it's 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 kind of risky if if you're like, well, we don't like any of these quarterbacks in the top 15, but if, if there's one there at 18, why not? You know, I I think the way the Eagles are 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 wired is they either love you or they don't, and uh, and so that's the way I would frame it. It's funny you say that because when they had the three first round picks, I kept saying to Kyle, I'm like, if you get two players and there's a quarterback on the board you halfway like, I would be like, screw it, I'm taking them. Yeah, and and there's a school of thought. I've spoken to people who say do it right. You know that they're that it's it's I don't want to say crapshoot, but it's you know the draft itself is 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 luck dependent. Quarterbacks are hard to find. If there's a guy with traits and you have flexibility, you you do it. To me, um, if you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, you're not just taking a swing, right? You're you're committing to that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that's just the way I I I look at it because I think. Um, a first round quarterback needs the infrastructure in place to be successful. And if you're just taking a, a, a quarterback because you like the value, I don't know if that's the way I, I would do it. You mentioned Jordan Davis, uh, when you're, when you're first talking, he's kind of like the enigma to me. Like he, he's like, he looks like he's built in a lab, but yeah. like, then there's like, he, and he's more of a run stopper than a, than a pass rushing defensive tackle. There's those, uh, people are saying he wasn't a three down uh, defensive tackle at Georgia. Yeah, he wasn't. That's true. He was. Lost yeah, 40 and pounds though. He's but he lost forty pounds for the for the combine. But then he tells the GMs and coaches that he's playing more at 350, 360 during the season. So did he gain weight? Kind of thing. But like, but I also love him because he's a house and he has that mantra where it's like, uh, what does it say? Two on me, one is free. Which I love. Print the shirts right there. Do you have as much concerns with him if he's there at fifteen in terms of like the weight issues and 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 the negative? Or is he kind of like, would he just counterbalance kind of with Javon Hargrave, who's just a really good pass rushing defensive tackle? Yeah. So this is how I'm glad you asked this question. All right. If, if, if Jordan Davis was an eight sack guy or a 10 sack guy, he's the number one pick in the draft, right? The, yeah. the concerns about the pass rushing, those are legitimate. You know, he played 25 snaps a game. Now George's defense was absolutely loaded, right? I, I mean, not just the guys in the draft, Jalen Carter, number 88 might be, you know, the, one of the best players in the country. Um, I, I, I look at it this way and there are smart people who, 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 who disagree and could say I'm crazy. All right. Don't talk yourself. You know, if you're talking yourself out of a player, take the player. Mm. I have more of a problem if you're talking yourself into somebody. Hmm. And to me, Jordan Davis was the Lombardi trophy winner. So the, he was named the best player, named the best defensive player in college football. He was arguably the best player on the best team in college football. You can focus on what he can't do or you can look at what he can do. And it's comparable to me like Devontae Smith a year ago. I kept hearing going into the draft, well, are you sure a guy can last at 170 pounds or whatever it may be and, and getting told all these things he can't do? And I said, well, like, look at what he can do. And – at the minimum, at the bare minimum, Jordan Davis changes the game in the in the, in the, in, the, in the running game. I think he's 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 more than that. I I think sometimes you you just take uh, there. It's the old Bill Parcells theory that there are only so many people in the world, you know, who are who have that right. And there aren't like six six three hundred and fifty pound guys who run four eight and. And you know have 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 that vertical and that broad jump, and on top of that, like he was really productive. And by the way, I keep hearing about the lack of sack production. Georgia under Kirby Smart has had really good defenses, right? Tell me the last double-digit sack producer that Kirby Smart's had. Do you guys know? Couldn't tell. Yeah. You I'm a Big Ten guy. <laughs> okay, do you know Kyle? <laughs> no, no, I'm an AAC and- guy. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, you'd have a hard time finding one because there hasn't been one, right? Okay. Um, and that def- – I mean, if you look at the guys who got sacks on that defense last year, 
It was the linebackers. It was Nicobe Dean blitzing. And it was, you know, it was, it was some of the, the stand up edge guys, right? Um, the same conversation they're having about Jordan Davis. They're having about Devontae Wyatt. Uh, I think Jordan Davis is a special player. I think if you're going to fail or if you're going to miss, miss be like, like miss, miss on big. the guy who was the best play, who was maybe the best player on the best team in college football. Miss hey, on Ryan, the Ryan Leaf theory. Here's a question for you. Now you, I'm glad you brought up the Kobe Dean and linebackers. Cause if you listen to Philadelphia sports radio for more than five seconds in this town and you do hits with our good friend, John Kincaid, you know, the fans are still clamoring for a good, a, a linebacker in Philadelphia. Can you just reinforce everybody? That the Eagles aren't taking a linebacker on Thursday night. On Thursday night? Yes. Um, you see, when you frame it Thursday night, I got to I say like Thursday. They're not Thursday taking a linebacker in the first round. It would surprise me if they took Devin Lloyd or or, or Nicobe Dean. Now, yeah. this is a really good linebacker class, and I think Friday night you're going to find some good linebackers. I don't think the Eagles view linebacker as pressing of a short-term need as maybe the fans do. I mean, they signed Kaiser White in free agency. Mm-hmm. That's a good player. They like what T.J. Edwards did last year. Um, and, I mean, Hassan Reddick, I consider him an edge rusher. But on on the depth chart, he's technically considered a, a, a linebacker. I, I frame it that way. It's still a long term need, and both White and Edwards are free agents after this year. Okay, but uh, it would surprise me if they took a first round linebacker this year, especially because you look on Friday and whether it's Christian Harris or Chad Muma or Quay Walker um, or, uh, I mean, I mean, who am I missing? I, you know, you, you go on down the list. I even like in the third round, a guy like, uh, Brian Asamea. Um, you know, there's, there's a handful of really good players, Channing Tindale. Uh, I mean, there are guys you can find on Friday who have a lot of upside that, uh, I'd be surprised if they went that position on, Thursday. Uh, if if they're not going to draft their priority positions, I think it needs to be like a re- it needs to be a Kyle Hamilton type, a really special player. If Jamison Williams gets the fifteen, do you think he's the pick? Because I've I have one source. We've talked. We mean you have done this game before. I have one source who told me if, if Williamson's there at fifteen, he's the pick. Do you who think that would make sense? No, yeah, I'm just saying fifteen's the. Uh, I've, I don't know. That's the source I got, Zach. <laughs> don't try and push me on my sources. I'm a journalist. I'm mean, not going to give them up to you. Zach. No, no. I'm not asking Do your own job. Come on, man. I'm not asking who your sources. I'm asking who else is on the board, right? I, I mean, no. You know, that's like saying. He's the only player left. Yeah, that's like saying that that player X is untouchable. Well, so the if follow I, up if is I if offer you player Y, right? You know, I mean, the follow up was if if the if cornerbacks don't fall and Williams is on the board at fifteen, he's the pick. That's what I was told. If cornerbacks don't fall, yeah. So like Sauce Gardner and Derek Sauce Stingley? and yeah Sauce and Stingley, if they don't fall to them, to them to go up and get them. Williams is a pick at fifteen. That's what I was. That's my inside think- information. He called Jalen Rager. I think they would really like Jameson Williams. I think Jameson Williams makes a lot of sense. I think Jameson Williams is an, an electric player. I'm not concerned at all about the ACL. Um, but I'm not saying, you know, yeah, I mean, I think there's a good chance he's he's the 15th pick in the draft. Um, but uh, but I think the Eagles could trade up. I think the Eagles are going to prioritize, like, they're they're still going to prioritize affecting the quarterback on defense. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's if there's an edge rusher, if there's a, you know a, an interior pass rusher, um, if there's a corner, that's a standout, right? So that's why I, I can't say you do you absolutely they're they're going to take this guy. But if I had to give you like my most likely options in the first round, I would put Jameson Williams on that list. Okay. So you mentioned that uh, they would trade up. Do you think they'll use 15, or you think they'll trade up, pick 15, and then trade up uh, 18? Or no, that doesn't make any sense. So they would use 15 and 18 to trade up. I'm an idiot. Well, no, well, no, you're not an idiot. First off, and, well, thank you, Zach. Uh, um, <laughs> After those last two questions, we just. We, we, I think that uh, a plausible scenario, and and frankly, one I don't think the Eagles would mind, would be trading up from 15 and down from 18, right? Mm. Uh, so you know you're you're looking at it this way, like you you want to come away with one of your top guys on the board, and if you think there's a cutoff there, let's say the cutoff's 12 or whatever it may be. Um, you want to jump up before that to ensure you get one of those guys. And let's say you, you use one of the third rounders as as a sweetener. Well, if you if if you trade up from 15 to 10, right, or 15 to 8, whatever it may be, and then you trade down from 18 to 28, whatever, right? And you can 
recuperate some of the value you gave to move up. Um, I think the Eagles would like to do that. I, I think there is a glut of players between 18 and you know 30 that might not have that much of a difference, right? Oh. So yeah, so that's so I I did trade up with 15, trade down with 18. I wanted to ask you this quick question about the trade up, trade down situation. Does Jimmy Johnson not get enough love for coming up with the trade chart? I feel like it's revolutionary when everyone still uses it. Are you sure everyone still uses it? What it just seems it died. Right? Don't look, <laughs> Zach, leave my source out of this. All right, I'm just saying. It just seems like it comes up every year that this thing's still out there and people are using it. And then I the think, trades for the wide receiver all add up to one point difference on the trade chart. I mean, come on, Zach. I think trade charts have evolved. I, I think okay. the basis of it is, yeah, I mean, I think, but Jimmy Johnson does get a lot of credit. We're, it's 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 2022 and you're talking about Jimmy Johnson's trade chart. So He's the trade chart is almost older credit. than I am. Yeah, clearly it's getting credit. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think our old pal Doug does down in Jacksonville? If you were a betting man, who would you say Doug takes? Well, it's a good question because who do I think Doug would want or who I think they take, right? Who do you think Doug would take? want? I got, a, well, I got, yeah, I got the sports book up right now. Just tell me who you think's going one. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> I don't know because I, I don't know who has the juice there, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I think knowing Doug, um, or I shouldn't say, I mean, it's not like Doug's telling me this, but uh, having covered Doug for five years, who's your I source think, on that? <laughs> I think okay. Icky. Icky I'm sorry, Equanu would be the guy that Doug would want, right? Like I think, I think that's that's Jason Peters esque, uh, and I think uh, I think Evan Neal, um, different type of player, but I think that's I I think Doug would would want an offensive lineman who could who could stop, you know, who who, who can protect the quarterback number one, and both those guys are are versatile. So even if you like Cam Robinson. At left tackle, and by the way, I I don't know why they're so pot committed to like like Cam Robinson being the the surefire left tackle, but but you can play Neil on the right side, you can play mm-hmm. Icky at guard, right? So I I I would say that now if it's if it's uh Trent Balky making the pick, you know Trayvon Walker is a traits based edge rusher, right? Um, if I I don't know what what Shad Khan wants, but if you're just looking to like hit a base hit up the middle, Aiden Hutchinson is is a really solid player. Mm. Um, if if it was me, I would go with one of the offensive tackles, or I would go with 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 uh, Kayvon Thibodeau because I think Kayvon Thibodeau can be special. Okay, uh, but I don't know what they're gonna do. <laughs> You're not worried about the cryptocurrency or the off off uh, the field broadcasting career? Not the least bit. No, yeah, I'm, I know. I. I, I he 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 has um, such high upside. I I, I think f- you know scouts and and executives and coaches they can sometimes talk themselves out of guys, right? Like yeah. uh, un- unless there's a legitimate issue. Um, no, no. I, I I like my guys having personality. Like I, I like my players having personality. I agree. I mean, Aiden Hudson's yeah. releasing like a four part documentary series. Like during this, is not getting talked yeah. about. Like Kayvon Thibodeau's yeah. off uh, retirement broadcast career. Now, by the way, I I will also say, like Aiden Hutchinson's more than like this this tryhard guy. Like like Aiden Hutchinson's a really good player. Yeah. Who uh, uh, who can is a really good pass rusher. As a Big uh, Ten who, guy, I agree has you know he has athleticism right like i i think he's 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 kind of been he's being billed as this try hard guy i think he's he's much more than that so the eagles have five picks in the first two days if i set the line at total picks by the eagles over those two days at three and a half would you go over or under that they make three and a half in the first three days don't they have five picks in the first first two yeah first two days yeah first two days i'll go over yeah over I'll go over. Did they make all five? No, I mean I think they're going to trade. They trade. Yeah. They might come up with five in the aggregate, but uh, I, 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 it would shock me if they're drafting in their original spots at all five spots. Last question from me: What does the two picks next year tell you? If you're reading the tea leaves, what are, you, are they hedging right now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Okay. That yeah, was I mean they have. I feel yeah, like this is a bad work out of me today. My source. No, no, me. no. That's not a bad question. <laughs> I, I think I think Jalen Hurts, like they, they, they love the intangibles. Um, they think he can be a, you know, they they are gonna give him 
another year, but I don't think they're committing the franchise to him. And next year can be a really good quarterback draft class, potentially. Uh, and it could be just having those picks in place to trade for a veteran that that that, that could become available. But yeah, they're they're putting the resources together. And the best case, if, if Jalen Hurts has a great year and all of a sudden now you have you have two firsts and a second and a second the following year to build a team around him. That's even better. But I think that uh, uh, those those picks will put them in position to get a quarterback next year. Mm. Last question for me. How many of those books you've read behind you? Every single one of them. Honestly, both, every so both copies of, of underdogs you have on either side. You've read both those copies. Like I've not I haven't the read physical. Both those. I, I've not. Okay. No, like I've read the book. I've yeah. read every Well, you wrote one the book. Books. Well, no, you didn't write that one. I I've read every single one of these books. Now, some Gary of that, Gary called that by the way. I talked to Gary this is what I wanted to ask you. Gary said you probably read all of them. I said you yeah. probably read all of them but twice. Yeah. Now, I mean, I this was, is a, this is a bit of a flex. Um, but it's a, flex. Oh, it's a flex. lot of these books I I read when I was in college oh. because like yeah, there a f- there are a few of them that I've gotten recently, but since college I got a Kindle in college, and uh, and ever since like, I got I got a Kindle because I I get most of my books there. So these mm-hmm. are books that are like you know like the Bill Simmons book of basketball. I I read that you know when I was uh, I mean uh, Life of Riot. You know this I read in high school. I mean this like Peter King book. I actually yeah. So this was when I. I'm also uh, I'm also excited. Um, these are actual books because there's some people who just have like a screen uh, behind them that have books on it. I mean, they're not I really can books. tell you. Yeah, no, I mean, this, these are legit. I'm trying. I'm looking. I don't know if this is good podcasting because I'm no, looking. it's great, great podcasting. This no, is but, fantastic. Um, people like um, to know what's like. We just don't want to so, read Zach Berman. Yeah, we want to know so, what Zach Berman's like. No, yeah. so um, I, I mean, some of these I've gotten recently, like like uh, Ray Diddy's book. I I got recently, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and did you then, finish it? Did, how how did you what do you think of it? It's a good book. Yeah, it was yeah, good. It was, I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah. get it as well. Did, did you read The Secret Apartment? Secret Apartment. I or what it was it? It was the way the guy who lived in Veteran Stadium. Good book. It's a good uh, book. I I have not. Uh, I'll put that on my list. I'm I can mail it to you. Just give me your mailing address and I'll mail it to you. <laughs> that's, I'll, 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 I'll actually hand deliver it. That's okay. That's okay. No, he doesn't like us that much. He doesn't <laughs> no. want to bite us over yet. Um, um, Do you have a yeah. fiction book on that on that shelf anywhere or are they all sports memoirs? Yeah. They're not all sports. I mean, I, okay. I wrote I, I wrote a th- like a big paper in college on the Kennedy assassination. So I had. Oh, I, oh hold on a second! I, now we can't let you off. Um, <laughs> who, sh- who shot Kennedy? <laughs> Did Oswald shoot him? Was there a second one in the Grand Knoll? <laughs> Should he have went to Dallas? The answer is no. Yeah, I'm trying okay. to see if I have <laughs> ignore that. No, I'm trying to see if I have fiction books here. Yeah, uh, you don't have a Harry no. Potter thrown in there somewhere. No, definitely. I've never read Harry Potter. No, Lemony uh, Snicket. Um, actually, uh, I don't know what oh, I don't know what that is. I no, I I I mean I read little Gary Paulson Hatchet maybe The Giver in elementary school, but I, I don't to remember. It's a classic. Well, I, I never read a Walk to Remember. Yeah, so you're well, you're almost you're better than the movie career. guy. Uh is the <laughs> I've never seen the movie either. No, no, I'm saying your your book is better than the movie guy. Often, I mean, I mean, not necessarily the case, yeah. but yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, there's some movies that are outstanding. That no, this, are this was, I, I love this. I, this is the most I've I've learned about you ever. Hey, um, <laughs> one more before we let you go. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, Abandoned Island. Unfortunately, Bo Wolf Shukapadia don't make it. You have to bring one book, Abandoned Island. Which book on that shelf? Which book on on this shelf? Yeah. Uh, Underdogs. No, um, I mean. Atomic Habits will like you know that I What's enjoyed that, that book. Uh, What's should, that? You read it. It's I'm sorry. This isn't good. This isn't. No, this good. is great. Oh, great radio. I promise yeah. you, someone is going to reach out and be like, "That last twenty <laughs> minutes you guys talked about books was actually <laughs> really fun." It's it's about how it's it's about building good habits. Mm. Um, wow. So if you're yeah, so but no, I mean it's hard to pick one, right? That's why a Kindle's great. You have so many books in on the on the device. So I'm gonna here. send you a picture of my bookshelf. A lot of fiction on it, <laughs> dude. People love fiction. I mean, my my wife reads fiction. Like I, I read nonfiction. Has so. she read Harry Potter? I'm sure she has. Is she interested I mean, in coming read. on the podcast and talking about it? Definitely not. <laughs> okay, Definitely all not. right. Oh man. Well, uh, shoot your shot there, right? It's never boring. It's never boring with Zach Berman. <laughs> I appreciate this. Um, 
and we will be reading on The Athletic. And good luck. I know you have a ton of things to do. So go read Zach Berman on The Athletic and go get Underdogs, the Philadelphia Eagles Emotional Road to Super Bowl Victory. It's Gary's favorite book, honestly, on Amazon. It is. Still waiting for that signed copy. Though. By the way, I, 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 I will amend what I said there. Uh, and I appreciate the nice words. You're welcome. Um, probably Jim Murray, the great ones, or the life of Riley would be ones that would bring to a deserted island. Do you have Woj's St. Patrick book on there? You know, I don't, I have it. I, I don't have it up here, but um, I did a story when I was in college, a big story on a guy, Terrence Roberts, who uh, he, he played yeah. at Syracuse. He, he went to, uh, he, he okay. went to St. Anthony's. And For so, uh, yeah. So I, uh, I remember reading it around that time that I did that story. Yeah. Great book. Great book. Oh, I agree. Yeah, the Miracle yeah. of St. Anthony's. I agree. Awesome. Well, Zach, we'll get you out of here. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, buddy. As always. Thank you Anytime, so much. Are you, you cutting that last part out, or are you guys oh, keeping that in? Zach. Oh, my God. The book talk? <laughs> yeah. The book talk is great. Yes. <laughs> All right. Great. All right. Oh, see you later. Take care. I fucking love that guy. That book talk, like people, people will, people will talk to us about the book. People talk. will talk. I think you should keep this all in, especially that fucking love that guy. I fucking love Zach Berman. Uh, he's there's I, a ninety five percent chance he hates me, but like I, uh, I love that but, guy. But he's your Eagles son's Eagles godfather forever. Yeah, he Whether didn't he really address that though. He didn't address it. I don't know. He, he, he didn't address it. We have the audio clip. Maybe he, said, he thinks yeah. he has to give a gift. Underdogs. I'm sure he gets a discount. He wrote it. Right, <laughs> does get a kickback too. Yeah, I mean, discount and a kickback. I mean, come uh, on, come on, Zach. Hey, your book, Deserted Island. <sighs> it's a great Should question. Shield Capati and Bill Wolf don't make it. <laughs> well, I mean, if they don't make it, <laughs> underdogs. The story of the Eagles Super Bowl, emotional. That's what I pick. I pick underdogs. You actually, I mean, I, I don't think people like understand. Like, you actually really do enjoy that book. Oh yeah, no, it was very good. That's it's it's great. Like if you if you if you're an Eagles fan or if you're just a fan of fantastic journalism, you should you should read Zach Berman's book. It really is very good. Yeah. Yeah, I've read multiple 2017 Eagles Super Bowl books. I read Sal Palantonio's, I read Doug's, I read Nick Foles, I read an, I read another one that I can't remember. Um, but Zach's is by far and gone the best. He just does a very good job of retelling the story and he goes into the players lives a little bit it's cool the fletcher cox stuff's all great uh, but it's it really is a great book and i i fully endorse it if i had if i had a book club that would be my first nominee actually, actually you might have to make a book club for we should start that we should just make a book club we'll, i'm we not reading books sticker, it's fine but if we can get a sticker with my face on it, i can slap it like oprah did i'm in <laughs> but anyway thank you very much for listening to the water boys podcast presented by presented by crossing broad we'll talk to you next week